show on a monday august 15 smack dab in the middle of the month of august 19 days away from a sooner kickoff toby and tj back with you this show brought to you every day by my friends at extreme outdoor equipment you can get a bad boy like mine i'll be on the bad boy maverick shortly after the show this morning tj uh they got the bad boy mowers which are just awesome there at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. But also, they got the CF Motos over there. The hottest brand in the power sports industry are the CF Motos. We're talking motorhomes. We're talking trailers. We're talking tricked-out golf cars. Darren sent me a picture of one of their golf cars they've got over there this weekend. It is sweet. Painted up all awesome. Uh, you know, check them out. Go by one of their two locations, Goldsby or Newcastle. Thank you for that. Tell right. them that uh, Toby and TJ sent you. Tell them A1 and uh, Turkey Bacon. Send them your way. And uh, they will cut you a fine deal, I'm sure. They're at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. By the way, made breakfast on the flat top last night. But uh, <laughs> unlike you, real bacon. It was fantastic. <laughs> All right. All right. Fantastic. Hey. Yeah, go ahead. I got hammered for that by you and a few other texters on this thing, and Teddy Lehman, whoever. I've had a lot of support publicly, um, okay. surprisingly a lot of support, support uh, for turkey bacon, which, as I've said all along, I would go regular bacon. This was not my choice, so, um, but I have had a lot of people reach out and, and support me in the turkey bacon, so I feel good. Well, like I said, who am I to disparage how somebody else – um, eats anything after the stance I've taken on steak. So you knock yourself out, man. Keep keep frying up that turkey bacon. Uh, did you watch any NFL or pay attention to any exhibition football? Or I uh, watched football? a few minutes, and when I say few, I mean few minutes of the Cowboys Saturday night, and then I kind of, you know, I looked into what Baker uh, had done with uh, Carolina on Saturday night that I was curious about, and it looked like he did pretty well except for the uh, – one snap he mishandled that was uh, cost him a touchdown, but they got the field goal out of it. So uh, that was about my extent of paying attention to NFL. Four for seven. Games. Baker got the start, went four for seven, drove him down the field. They settled for a field goal, as TJ just reported. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think he won the job. I don't think he lost the job. But he did get the start in that one, so maybe that is of note. Uh, let's see. Cowboys got beat by the Broncos, seventeen to seven. I guess TJ. I guess uh, Tyler was in da- uh, Denver. 
because I saw mm-hmm. pictures from that game and from a Rockies game this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think a wedding anniversary getaway. He'll still be gone today and uh, oh gets gosh. back tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, man. What a life. <laughs> uh, so your Cowboys, I guess, didn't look great. Uh, the, what I saw of it, the, I was not impressed, but I mean. Yeah, Obviously, guys. A lot of guys didn't play in that game, but still, it's my Cowboys. I'm having a hard time with this year because I want them to be really good. I want them to compete for a Super Bowl. I just don't believe they are going to under Mike McCarthy. Like I have so much trouble believing in him that I'm having a hard time like thinking they can make the run here. I hope they can. They proved me wrong, but I just I'm just done with McCarthy. So why? I just don't think he's a very good coach. I just he's don't won a think Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl, but I think um I think I could have won the Super Bowl that year with oh, that, right. that Green Bay team and Aaron Rodgers at that point in his career. So The old anybody could have coached. Anybody could have done it, yeah. yeah. He's just a doofus. Let's just be honest. I think the game's passed hmm. him by. I think at one point he was a good coach, but I just I don't I don't see him as being a Good motivator or very intelligent. So you have established that. <laughs> Here we go. Especially in the sport of football, and this probably applies across the board, but especially in the point in the sport of football, you like your players and your coaches to have a strong, attractive, physical square-jawed look about him. It's not necessarily always true. Uh, Jimmy Johnson didn't prefer, have that. You'd prefer them to be right-handed. Uh, that is true. Yeah, I do pr- prefer them to be right-handed. Landry Jones is the prime example here. You didn't like the way Landry looked in a helmet. <laughs> Did not. I didn't like anything about Landry Jones for the most part. Uh, so if you look at a guy and think, that guy's a doofus, as the, to quote you, that guy's a doofus, then it's hard for you to think that there's any brain cells or capable football knowledge or act, act, Correct. athletic ability. Yeah. It's hard to get off of my them. doofus list, yes. Yes. If a guy looks like a doofus, no matter how good of a player he may or may not be, TJ refuses to support them. <laughs> it's not that, maybe not that I don't support them. I'm a lot tougher on them than... If Who's got some... the most talented? Who is the ranks at the top of the uh, achievement list in sports that has a doofus look to them? I don't know exactly huh. what that means, but that's a good question. Who has been able to? Uh, I've got a nominee. While you well, think, about I've it. got a nominee for myself. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, Dirk's look. Dirk, Dirk's uh, you know kind of a goofy looking dude. I was going to basketball too. Larry Bird. Larry Bird fits into that category. Yeah. Larry, you would not have liked Larry Bird, I'm sure, because he does not athletically <laughs> look the part. Uh, back in the day, I I was probably back and forth with Larry on whether I uh, like pulled for him, depending on the series and who they were playing, because. Um, I hated L.A. back in the day when they were in their runs much worse than I hated Larry and the mm. Celtics. So I don't know about that. Okay. 
All right. Very good. When you asked that, I was thinking my guys, and Dirk's the one that came to mind first. So, You like Tom Brady over Peyton Manning because Tom Brady looks yeah, the much part better, more. Much better looking. Yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. you like uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers because he's a good-looking, square-jawed guy. Um, You know, I, I don't even know over who. I don't know, but that's important to you. I'll have to put a little thought into this. So you have filed Mike McCarthy into the doofus category. Uh, he's in my doofus-looking doofus category. Doofus category, yeah. Looks lost. He's clueless. And des- decided we can't win with this guy, so right. we might as well go ahead and lose so we can get him out of there. Get him out of there. Get Sean Payton or whoever you end up with in there, and let's go. Yeah. So we got a lot of kids listening on the way to school and everything. Um, kids, this is, how you, this is how you are a fan. And let TJ be your example. Thank in you. 2022, Thank you. Um, root against your team so that they will hire a better-looking coach. And if you're out there and you think you're going to be something one day in the professional sports, look in the mirror. If you look like a doofus, then might as well just give it up. Study a just lot. Just give yeah, it up. Just study a lot. <laughs> just give it up. Hit the books. Be a, become a sports radio host. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> we fall I mean, into the think, doofus category. There's no the, doubt. The doofus, the doofus quotient is very high in sports radio. <laughs> <laughs> the non-doofuses stick out like a sore thumb. That's what. That's why. That's why when a Teddy Layman comes along, we're all like, "Look at that! How's that guy any good at sports radio?" He looks, he's a handsome guy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. What, I was going through the preseason games here. Rams beat the Chargers 29-22. Raiders uh, back on Thursday over the Vikings 26-20. Uh, Dolphins beat the Bucks 26-24. These are all close games. Texans over the Saints 17-13. Bills beat my Colts, tw- uh, Colts 27-24. Uh, Kenny Pickett played really well for the Steelers. They beat the Seahawks 32-25. Baker and the Panthers over the Washington Commanders, is what we call them now, Teach, 23-21. Bears got a win over the Chiefs 19-14. 49ers topped the Packers 28-21. Jets beat the Eagles, but Zach Wilson hurt himself 24-21. Jalen Hurts played well. Kyler and the Cardinals over the Bengals, 36-23. Actually, not sure if Kyler played or not. Do you know if Kyler played in that game? I doubt he did. I don't know that he did, but I would doubt it. Browns beat the Jags, 24-13. Deshaun Watson did play. And the Falcons over the Lions, 27-23. I can't wait to watch the highlights of that one on Hard Knocks later this week. Giants over the Pats, 23-21. And the Ravens win their 21st consecutive preseason game. 23 to 10 over the Titans. Anything to that? Is wow. there anything to that? They've 21 straight preseason games Baltimore Ravens have won. I don't think there's anything to that, but that's pretty amazing considering Do they just put more effort into winning than other teams do or is that just co- complete coincidence? I think it's complete coincidence cuz they're the same as everybody else and very few limited guys play those first couple, but that's impressive though, but doesn't mean anything at all. I mean, it would mean mm-hmm. something if they had two or three championships in that stretch or something, but it's pretty impressive either way that they, they care that uh, much to win that yeah. many preseason games in a row. Will Zalatoris won a fabulous playoff yesterday. Golf tournament in Memphis, first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs over Sepp Straka. It was the third playoff hole before he finally got it done. Highly entertaining finish to that golf tournament. 
They are down to the top 70 now for the next leg uh, next weekend. Greensboro, I believe, for that. And then they'll cut the field to the top 30 and go to Atlanta to uh, crown a champion here in a couple of weeks. And huge baseball news. Uh, Might have happened Thursday, I can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday. Fernando Tatis, 80-game yeah, suspension for the Padres. Uh, he will miss the rest of the season and the postseason, and they are not happy with him in San Diego. No, I've never heard a GM come out and speak about a superstar, especially a young superstar, the way they did uh Fernando Tatis Jr. this weekend, so they, they hammered him. Like, what did he we were, say? I didn't hear. Like, he's like, um, you know, we've put a lot of time and effort into this kid. He doesn't seem to get it. He keeps making mistakes, even though we keep working with him. Um, this isn't the first time we've had to deal with an issue with him. We would hope that one day he grows up and realizes that he's a professional here. And I mean, it was, whew, hammered him pretty good. Basically said. He's immature and dumb is basically what it was, and that we've worked with him, and like it was like almost we're almost done with him. And I'm like, wow, I've never heard a GM like I mean, rip a kid. They like just this. went out and traded like every young star they have for right. Soto to try to make a run at this thing, with the understanding that Tatis is about to come back from injury, and bam, he's gone. But it is understandable, hey, Teach. I mean, we've all had ringworm. It's what, and, that's what I was uh, saying. What a weird thing, too. Like, I didn't look at the ingredients on the stuff I was taking for ringworm. I'm like, ringworm? <laughs> what? Did you know humans can get ringworm? No. We're going to make ourselves sound I, really stupid I, I, right now. I, well, well, then we I sound really no, stupid I thought, because when I, I heard it, I'm like, thing. I thought that was just dogs. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry to all the medical professionals out there. When I heard that, I was like, that's a thing? So it doesn't sound like it's a very good excuse because he's being hammered for his excuse here that he inadvertently took a clostaball, clostaball, mm-hmm. uh, that was in uh, ringworm medication. So yikes. All right, break time. We go live to Baton Rouge next to talk to Chris, ba- Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers, our number 10 ranked team. We'll be back. The T-Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. All right, let's talk some LSU football now with Chris Blair, play-by-play voice of the LSU Tigers. They open the season with Florida State down in New Orleans. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Toby, doing well. Hope you are as well. I'm doing good. It is uh, quickly approaching football season, as you well know, my friend. So we're trying to get everybody educated up on all the contenders this year. And, man, do you have an interesting team going into this season. Let's start with uh, Brian Kelly. What has been your interaction so far, and, and how has the fit been in your in your eye down there in Baton Rouge for him? <laughs> well, he has been uh... – you know, I think he's fit in rather nicely. I mean, I think there was, uh, obviously, as anybody who pays attention to the sport realized, there was a lot of hubbaloo uh, after he was named head coach, and it seemed to send shockwaves to the national media. How could this happen? Um, and I remember very early on, after you know being around him, being with him at certain events, uh, well before spring football started, everybody started the notion of, well, you know, 
to fit in in South Louisiana here at LSU, you got to win. Uh, nothing else really matters. Um, so, you know, from I think from a standpoint inside the LSU fan base, there's not really been a question as to whether or not Coach would fit in. I think what they've seen uh, since then, following spring football and following the recruiting trail and now headed into fall camp and, and, and what's taken place so far is that they are, you know, very happy, very excited about the process, and that's something Coach Kelly talks about a lot. He's, he's got a system, and the system has worked everywhere he has been, and you know, he told us early on, it's, it's not going to change because I'm here at LSU. It's not going to change because I'm in the SEC. The, these are proven principles that seem to work, and we're going to apply them here. And uh, I can tell you, spending time in the football operations center, you know, when you're, when you're in there, everybody you see and everybody who's moving, walking down a hall, going into an office, there is such a sense of purpose to what they're doing. They, they, they just, nobody's just goofing off. And uh, I think they've all bought into the system. And that includes the players as well, which, as you know, is the most important constituency to buy in. I'm, I, uh, I've been asked this question a lot. We've got a uh, new head coach uh, in our neck of the woods as well this year in Brent Venables. But in your position so far with what you've done, could you compare and contrast kind of uh, Ed Orgeron and Brian Kelly? Uh, and I'm not asking you for, to disparage anybody, but just to kind of how they went about their business, how they communicate. What's the difference you've noticed so far between the two? Well, I think it's really comes down to, you know, how they operate day to day. And, you know, obviously there wouldn't be any disparaging um, simply because Ed Ogeron brought LSU a, a national championship in 2019. Um, they have completely different styles. And, you know, as I said, it, it seems like, you know, it, it was more kind of player centric, I think, under Ed Ogeron in those five years. Uh, not to say there wasn't discipline, not to say there wasn't some system in place, but it always seemed to be the, the players kind of, you know, were able to do some guys. It, put it this way. You hear coaches a lot of times say that, you know, you have to, to coach guys differently. You have to learn those guys. I think with Coach O, it was simply whatever makes the guy happy, whatever gets him to perform his best uh, on Saturday uh, we're good with. I think Coach Kelly's more into the development of not just the football player, but but the human being. So I've heard some of the players actually say there were things early on under Coach Kelly we couldn't figure out what it had to do with football. And frankly, it had nothing to do with football. It had to do with daily habits. And Coach Kelly is a big believer. Everybody on his staff is a big believer that every little thing you do, there's nothing minute in your day, whether it's off the field, whether it has anything to do with football or not, there's a certain way about going and doing those things. And, and that, to me, is a little different. I think you, you see players responding and behaving in a very similar way. That's not to say that, you know, Coach Kelly tells people all the time, it's not, this is the rule, there's no, there's no gray area. There's a lot of gray. But it's more about doing the same things every day, um, and then as a result, you, you'll see improvement in every aspect of your life. So I think there's a little more of a system in place as opposed to just being football-centric 24-7. Fascinating. Um, how do you handicap the quarterback race at this point? You know, it's interesting. Coming out of spring football, Toby, I think each guy could make an, you know, a claim that they had a great spring and had every opportunity 
to compete and win the starting job in the fall. And I had a lot of people ask me, that quarterback room is crowded. No way they all stay. And you just got a sense that they all felt like they had unfinished business going into preseason camp. It wasn't as if somebody had a horrible spring and was, oh, easily the third or fourth string quarterback. I, I just got a sense that it was still up in the air. Uh, and now we're two weeks into to preseason camp, and I don't know if I don't know if we have any more answers than we did before starting camp. You can go in and take a look at practice and say, well, this guy took more reps than the other. This guy's repping what we assume will be the first string. Uh, but then the next day, those reps change and go to somebody else. Um, you know, it depends on what day. Uh, if you'd have asked me Friday, a lot of people would tell you, you know, Jake Daniels, the transfer, is the number one in the clubhouse. You know, last middle of last week, somebody would have told you, you know, Miles Brennan had the best two days in, in preseason camp. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, of course, has been a little banged up, nothing serious, but he's been held out of reps just simply to, to get him back to full strength. So, again, very hard to handicap uh, outside of what I think are the top three. Now, Walker Howard is a true freshman. I think he's going to be a phenomenal quarterback here. But I also think he's doing the wise thing, which is he's got some you know grizzly veterans in front of him, and I think he's going to learn this season and, and then really try to make his jump next year so i think he's 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 on the right pace but the other three you know ask me tomorrow it may be different who i think is the leader (laughs) is there a stylistic difference in them or are they all three the same player it's just a matter of who does it better no a little bit of different skill set you know i think you know daniels is a little more mobile uh, as a quarterback miles brennan is uh, again your typical drop back passer um i'm not going to say he's he's not fleet of foot but it's just not his style. He's going to hang in there. He'll move the pocket, extend the pocket, and, and try to find a receiver, whereas Daniels can easily drop it down and you know try to pick up plays, uh, pick up yards for you in a given play. Uh, and I think Garrett Nussmeyer is similar to Daniels in the sense that he also uh, is not afraid to tuck and run as well. So, you know, I think you're looking at Nussmeyer, who was thrown in uh, to a couple of positions last year um, by necessity. Um, and so he doesn't have a ton of experience. Miles Brennan has been in the program for a long, long time. Uh, he had to sit behind Joe Burrow for a couple of years. Then he's been battling injury the last two seasons. And he's got starting experience, but not a ton of it. And then you look at a guy like Jaden Daniels who transfers in. You know, he's got more game experience. But they're all three a little bit different. Um, you could probably break down the differences in their arm strength, their arm style, who's got a better long ball who throws it better, you know, into the flat. So it's not as if they just have one prototype and who's playing better. Uh, And this is an offense, if you've watched Coach Kelly in the last five or six years at Notre Dame, had gone from a kind of throw it around the field to a little more of a balanced offense. And, you know, just reading between the lines, listening to the coaching staff, they talk about wanting to be very balanced offensively, and that really helps when you've got a mobile quarterback who can be part of the run game. We'll see if that's the deciding factor when they name a starter for the Florida State game. Uh, it may not. Coach Kelly tends to back away from that, not putting himself in a box, at least during the press conferences. Uh, but when you look at what they've done offensively, all, they have always had over the last several years at Notre Dame uh, a quarterback who you had to at least respect could run the ball and pick up yards. I'm glad you went there. I was going to. We'll get you out of here on this one. Thanks for your time, Chris. We appreciate it. But. I think there was only one coach that uh, is a holdover 
from the old staff. Is that right? Brad Davis, is he the only one that was still around from the Orgeron staff? Correct. Yeah. Um, sty- not stylistically, but LSU under less miles, a lot of three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, old school SEC football. Then you had the Joe Burrow team that won the championship that threw it all over the place. They were electric. And now you bring in Brian Kelly, and we've all seen what he's done at Notre Dame. You mentioned balanced offense. Is that what you expect him to look like now that he's got theoretically access to better athletes? Do you think he'll air it out more? I mean, what is kind of the LSU anticipation for how they're going to look different on the field under Brian Kelly? I guess on both sides of the ball. I guess conventional wisdom, Toby, would tell you that, you know, coming into this season, the wide receiver room probably is the most talented outside of maybe the defensive line uh, as far as skill players, as far as experience. Obviously, the receiver is led by Kayshawn Booty. Um, but they've got a number of guys who really in 2020 and 2021 were, were kind of thrown into the mix and got a ton of reps and got a lot of experience, again, by necessity. Uh, so all of those guys are back. So I think you're trying to find the right quarterback who can deliver the football to the playmakers who I think in 2022 are going to come from the outside, either in the slot or as a wideout. Um, and that's not taking anything away from the running backs. I just think there are more question marks in the running game because you've got John Emery, who was highly heralded coming out of high school. He's been nagged by injury and some off-the-field stuff. He finally looks like he's ready to go, but you know we'll finally see if he lives up to that expectation. Uh, Noah Kane transferred in from Penn State in the running back position. Uh, he's had a really good preseason so far. But, again, I just think when Coach Kelly talks about, as most coaches do, putting the guys in position to make plays, I think he's got more options at the wide receiver position, which tells me I think it'll be not a pass first, maybe not even a pass-heavy offense, but I think the balance is going to tilt more towards the passing game this year. Now, when you look at what he's done on the recruiting trail the last four to five, six weeks, he's got some really highly touted running backs. So I think in the future, he'd like to have it more balanced uh, where you can line up at the line of scrimmage, which you have to be able to do in the SEC, and effectively run the football. But in 2022, I'll be stunned. Again, all dictated and predicated on what happens in that running back room and the offensive line, by the way. But I think he's got more weapons on the outside and down the field, uh, which, again, he's no stranger to, especially his days at Cincinnati. I just think over time, when he gets all of his weaponry in, it will be more balanced. I just don't know if they're there in 2022. Great insight. It's a Sunday night opener for LSU. They get Florida State on that opening weekend in the Superdome. Chris Blair, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a great season. You too, Toby. Hope to see you soon, and uh, should be a great season, and it's great to have college football coming back. All right. See you, buddy. All right. LSU football insight from their play-by-play voice, Chris Blair. Year one of the Brian Kelly era starts with a showdown with the Seminoles on Sunday night, September 4th. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, tomorrow, in addition to unveiling team number nine, we hit single digits tomorrow. TJ, I want to talk a little uh I want to I want to talk a little OU camp with you. 
So I'm going to give you some homework. Um, you got a pen there? Hold on. Let me uh, get I'm, a, I'm gonna I got put a pen. Some... Let me get a fresh sheet of paper here. Tear that up. Oh, fresh sheet of paper is a good right. idea. Fresh sheet of paper. Yeah, All right. Okay. All right. I have one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Holy cow. Let me take. Let me give you a second to contemplate how many categories there are. Let it soak in. <laughs> Six categories and a question, and we're gonna are gonna answer these tomorrow. You have yours. I'll have mine. I'm gonna have to think about it tonight too, because um, I haven't thought about it. So here's here are the categories. Okay, it's quite simple. Who? Uh, so all of this is who will be OU's fill in the blank leading rusher. Rusher, okay. Leading leading wide receiver, or leading receiver, however you want to word that. Okay. Leading tackler. All right. Most sacks. Okay. Yeah, let me get all most the most here on my little notepad. Jeez. Most impactful freshman. That's a lot. Impactful. That's a big. That's a lot. I'll give you freshman. a time. Yeah, impactful. All right. One. And most impactful transfer. You can do the, you know, the little two lines that so you don't have to write most impactful again if you would like. I think that last one's pretty easy if things go the way you want them to. But and then here's the seventh and, oh, and geez, the question. Seven. Number seven. I'm out of cheat. Let me go to a second page here. All right. What game worries you the most? Okay. Okay. All right. Lee, I got a homework so, study. This is homework. I know. But tomorrow School on tomorrow's doesn't show. doesn't start until Friday in Norman. What are you doing? <laughs> I think we have a media, a media availability tomorrow, too. Uh, there is, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully somebody will ask Brent all these questions, too, and he'll answer them. They'll probably um, ask, are you ready to talk about Kel yet? You weren't ready last week. <laughs> Um. All right. So you got. Do you understand the assignment, TJ? I, I understand the assignment. Yes. My hands tired now go. from writing all that, but I understand it. All right. We'll talk about all those on uh, on tomorrow's show. The NFL Network or NFL dot com. I guess in conjunction, they are counting down as they do every year the top one hundred players in the NFL going into the season. Instead of just spitting them all out to us at once, TJ, they unveil it in waves, which is annoying. But they've unveiled the 51 through 100 so far. C.D. Lamb at 95. Kyler Murray at 57. Any problem with either one of those? Boy, I'll have to see who they have uh, in front of uh, Kyler, but that seems low for him. Seems a little low, doesn't it? Yeah, seems low for C.D. too, but... You know, I, I've got more of a problem with Kyler being where he's at than CD. But considering how Mike McCarthy is a doofus and holding him back <laughs> exactly, and everything, exactly. how could he be expected to overcome that? I mean, just can't, make it, it into the top he can't 100. can't overcome that dude's bad beard. <laughs> so uh, they, like, they, now they'll put out the next 20 here in about a week, and, and then they'll put out the top 20 in another week after that. So they really drag this thing out. The NFL is exceptional at dragging things out. So uh, anyway, that, that's that's what we've got so far. Uh, I did. Speaking of uh, football season being here, I did. I have been. I've done several cameos, TJ, since I started doing cameo 
you know, a few months back. And it has been an enjoyable um, a thing to do. Most, Almost all of them have been birthdays or anniversaries or some like special. Well, almost all of them have been birthdays, to be honest with you. But this weekend, I was asked to do a uh, fantasy football draft where the guy gave me the names of the 12 guys in their fantasy football league uh-huh. and asked me to uh, announce the draft order. Randomly, on my own, announce the draft order this year. So you picked and the draft order? He didn't give it to you? No, he didn't give it. He's well, he's one of the guys. Oh, my goodness. And so, that's that's a major responsibility. Because I know. Dudes take know. that, you know what, seriously. Very seriously. <laughs> right. I felt the weight of it. I felt the weight of it. And so I, I didn't want to be accused of cheating in any way, so I put all 12 names in a hat and, and on camera drew them out so that they could see I wasn't cheating in any way. But that was fun. That's the uh, so I got to introduce the draft. I'm going order to guess there's some dudes account. that light you before that hat drawing, <laughs> yeah. and afterwards will trash you the rest of your career. Yeah, no, I ruined my reputation. <laughs> and ninth pick, that Toby Rowland sucks. <laughs> I never liked that guy. But that was kind of fun. I've never been asked to do a fantasy football draft announcement before. I felt like the commissioner. That Have you been cool. asked yet on Cameo just to play out a fantasy for Carter? I'm just kind of wondering, you know. For Carter? Yeah, just no. Oh, for it's Carter. Just, just some fantasy I got that you. he may have with you. Yeah, I don't know. No, why would uh, <laughs> Carter just texts me any requests he has? Somehow he's got the private line. He doesn't need to go through Cameo. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Still looking for my payment from doing his wedding 20 years ago. I haven't seen anything on Cameo from him yet, so I'm just kidding. Uh, so anyway, that was in. I don't know what made me think of that, but that was uh, kind of fun. Have you heard any details from the scrum? I'm looking forward to hearing Teddy's show today. I'm sure he can't share too much, but uh, did you see anything leak out on uh, Twitter or anything about how the scrimmage went this weekend? I didn't see a whole lot, so... Um... That's good. No, uh, Teddy was there. He went into quite a bit of detail. Yeah, I heard. Thursday, maybe? Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, he got the practice? whole world. Yeah. Yeah, we were driving down listening to the show. He got the whole world excited uh, about how good they looked at practice. <laughs> to the point that he said, think the best groups, offensive line. Yeah. To which Tyler said, they're winning the national title. It's done. It's done. <laughs> Teddy, if that's the truth, it's done. They are the national champion. Yeah. He got, got Tyler very excited. Teddy was being positive about what he saw at practice, and it was really irritating. It did irritate some people. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you think we're any good? Um, but, yeah, he had some exciting things to say about the offensive line. I He's not the first person I've heard talk about R. Mason Thomas. Uh, I think R. Mason Thomas might make his way into one of my predictions tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's a freshman that there has been little to no talk about who is apparently has apparently looked really, really good. So, no, I I really enjoyed that. I I don't know if Teddy went to the scrimmage or not. I assume he did. I know that it was kind of an alumni day. And they had a whole bunch of them there 
that got to watch the scrimmage and they they ate with the team afterwards and everything. So I don't know. Maybe Teddy didn't go to that, but um, maybe later today he'll have some details if he did. All right, we'll take a break. Final segment. Now, Chris is not back till tomorrow, right? Chris still out one more day. I think he's actually on the road today. He may be listening yeah. to us. So, um, yeah, him and Tyler out today. So this afternoon, Teddy and Parker, if they've heard anything from Saturday, they'll, they'll be your source there. Chris has there. been at West Point. I don't know if you saw some of his pictures. Yeah, that was awesome pictures. IGs, yeah, that looked really, really cool with his son up there at, at Army. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952, helping small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas with all their network solutions, document management, copiers, faxers, fax printers, whatever you're needing out there for your office, 943-405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. I've known, or Comfort Solutions text line, by the way, I've known wrestlers to get ringworm, I'm assuming from unsanitary mats. Okay. I've just never heard of that. Yeah. Mm -mm, I haven't either. Uh, (laughs) TJ's favorite quarterback, big lefty Jared Lorenzen. (laughs) Remember that guy? Yeah, he's got got a picture of him here in his Colts uniform. (laughs) He looks (laughs) looks like the helmet's three sizes too small. He was fabulous. Anyone watch OU slash OSU 2003 on ESPN Plus yet? Uh, Teddy, Dusty, Cody, all monsters back then. Well, they, were, they were decent players, yeah. Heard of them. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I do remember that team was really, really good. You do you do look back sometimes on some teams, though, and you, you watch certain guys like that, and you're like, yeah. holy cow, they're better than I even remember. Like, you knew they were great, but. Right, right, right. No, yeah. it is good every once in a while to be reminded because you're Memory fades. I remember we uh, we did some of that uh, during the pandemic. We were uh, trying to you know fill programming, so we did a lot of those flashbacks, and we went back and watched some games like George Cumby, for example. I'd never watched George Cumby play before, and I was like, "This guy's a monster!" Like, no <laughs> wonder my dad was so high on George Cumby. He's unbelievable. <laughs> Which is the way that, you know, there are some youths out there that are like, this Teddy Lehman guy is incredible. You should see him run sideline. He shows up on every play. One question, why are his shoulder pads so big? <laughs> Everybody's. It's so funny because that yeah, doesn't seem that long pads. ago. And just to yeah. see the transformation in uniforms alone or padding alone uh, is unreal because it just seems like Teddy was playing the other day. Uh, this man looks like a doofus. They got a picture of uh, Pokashevsky there from the Thunder. So, okay, yeah, well, that would. I mean, you're gonna have to tell me. I don't see people that way. I see all people <laughs> as beautiful. Definitely. But uh, like maybe you maybe you could add that to your homework list tomorrow uh, Peyton, and give us your top ten doofuses. Peyton Manning doofus getting faces. a vote here for doofus. Well, I I think that's part of your problem with Peyton all along is you think he looks like a doofus. That's why I think he's such a good square jawed Tom Brady, handsome Tom Brady. 
Can you give us your current top, maybe tomorrow, can you give us your current top five I doofus faces in I pro sports? Have a, I don't have a chart for my doofuses. I just know when I see one, there's well, a doofus. I'm you to add it to your homework list tonight. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, I've got too much homework to do. I've think got about your open doofuses. house tonight. There's so much going on tonight. So. Oh, at the school? At the school, open house. Got to go meet the teachers and see the school. So we'll have that going on tonight. Uh, I'm so glad TJ isn't judge or Toby isn't judgmental like TJ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> passive aggressive much? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is Alan from Tulsa, age 61. I'm a Cowboys fan, no matter what. I'm a Cowboys fan, no matter what, too. But I like to gripe about the Cowboys more than any of my other teams. It's right. it makes me feel good to be mad at the Dallas Cowboys. Fascinating dynamic. Yeah. Fascinating relationship you have with your professional sports teams. This one says Pete Alonzo, doofus. Hmm. What do you think? Does the polar bear have I, a doofus face? No, I think face? the polar bear's got a good look. I think he's got a good okay. look. I uh, got to go with John Elway on the uh, being goofy uh, here, it says. so. Get a new song for your 8 a.m. intro. Your current one is stupid and not well sung. I turn it off immediately. Oh, 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 all right. Oh. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And it is uh, I feel like that there would be overwhelming disagreement with that uh, comment. Hold on. Let me, I'm trying to I believe the music. I'm late on my music here. Let's start that. All right. Uh, let's see here. One last one. What are we going to end with here? I thought I saw dad joke of the day. Dad gummit. I don't see it here. Oh, hey, wait it in strong, Way it in strong, TJ, yeah. Wait it Sorry. Wait it in strong. Book them horns. That's okay. Uh, all right, you got all your uh, homework assignments for I got for my tomorrow. list here. We look forward to tomorrow's show. We unveil team number nine tomorrow. Thanks to Chris Blair, voice of the LSU Tigers, for joining us today. You fine folks as well. We'll do it again tomorrow. Our week is off and running. Have a great Monday, everybody.